Hi, and welcome to Broken Wheel, a blog and podcast taking an in-depth look at the Bible. I'm your author and host, Hunter Carl. Today, we're looking at Ecclesiastes 5.9. But this is gain for a land in every way, a king committed to cultivated fields. What should rule? That which pays attention, speaks the truth, and fears God. Hopefully, old news to most of you. Why is a ruler, someone who inhabits those traits, applauded for the single action of cultivating fields? If you were posed our verse in the form of a question, what would be your answer? What is the most important thing a king can do for his people? Perhaps you have a modern answer like gun control, healthcare reform, or tax policies. That is a response driven by our need now. Solomon isn't concerned with the needs of our day. He has his eyes on the idea of kingship. It has nothing to do with policy and everything to do with the spirit. All right, with that clarification, what would we next put forward? Perhaps it's the conquering of one's enemies. David was a man after God's own heart. Did he not swim in blood? His people lived in peace and protection from the enemies that surrounded them under his rule. Who doesn't want to live in that kind of peace? What about he who lives by the sword dies by the sword? It would be invaders and their brother's own blades that divided Israel to the point it could no longer stand. What about wisdom? Cannot the prudent king keep the nation from all forms of abuse and tyranny? Cannot solve all the problems that arise and come to the state? In all his wisdom and power, Solomon couldn't keep his kingdom from pursuing ungodliness. His wives removed his gaze from God. What caused him to fall? Pride, lust, vanity? With him went the kingdom. The warrior and the sage couldn't keep the country afloat. No power or all-fulfilling plan saved them. Many times in our own life, we wish to be the great king or to follow the enlightened ruler. God gave us the examples in the Bible to show us how our political leaders can fail. Not only should we not worship them, we should not desire to become them. What am I saying? That Christians shouldn't be politicians and leaders? No. I'm simply stating that no Christian should endeavor to be himself great. A meager politician in the hands of God will do more by his strength than in his own. What then should you do if God's path places you in the seat of a ruler? Dream large plans that rework society? Invade all those that threaten your peace? Why can you not see to the well-being of the people of God and say, that is enough for me? Why can you not look to the future generations and ensure the ground is fertile for their use? Do you ignore the war on your borders? Do you not build a temple when God calls? Of course not. You do not hide your gaze or act in fear. You must do the hard things as well as the mundane. But a country that grows its food is one that has found peace. Its people do not live under a controlling emperor, rather a visionary pursuing feasting. In his pursuit of what is needed, he is left behind the threat of greatness, picking up the mantle only when required. What are you called to be? How might you pursue it today? How can you avoid hurting others in your pursuit? If you liked what you heard today, visit brokenwheel.substack.com and sign up to get this podcast and blog post sent to your email. The podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify. Please rate and review us there. If you want more of my writing, visit the About page on my website to read short stories I've recently published in journals such as the Blue Mountain Review. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day.